bow our heads just a moment. Our Heavenly Father, we're sure that Thou dost hear the prayer of faith. And while we're gathered here tonight, we're thanking Thee in advance for Thy blessings. Thanking Thee for all that Thou hast done for us. And looking forward tonight to Your great presence to be with us. Thank you for the message that you gave to our brother. And we pray that it will be bedded deep into the hearts of people that are sick and needy, that they may be healed tonight, and that the unsaved might be saved. Then stretch forth the hand of thy holy child, Jesus, with signs and wonders, that the people might be encouraged in this great, dark day that we're living. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. I'm very happy to be here tonight to greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus, as his servant, to serve you in the way of, of bringing the gospel by praying for the sick and working the harvest field in general. So happy to see many sitting around as. I've met some of my friends from my hometown, and my wife and little girls with me tonight, and we're very happy for them to be here. I've been watching the audience to find my mother, but I hardly think that she's in tonight. And I pray that God will bless all of you, and may this evening be well remembered because of His presence. That's what we want, His presence. Now, I wish to read just a portion of Scripture, and now, tomorrow night I have an announcement to make for Saturday night. We want Saturday night to be uh, a meeting uh, to answer a lot of requests, not scripturally speaking, that what people ask me, but something you've been wanting me to do for a long time, according to your letter. I'll try it if God is willing for this coming Saturday night. As you pray for me, now in the scriptures, I would dare to try to add something to what our brother has already said. But walking to the platform, the reason that I, I do this, and especially tonight, wife and them just dropped in a few moments ago, and then I was out having a little lunch a while ago, and I, I met some friends and was talking to them. And the way I want to talk just a little so that I know the Holy Spirit is present before we go to praise and sick. I'm sure you'll bear with me a little while. It's hot in here tonight. But it's much better than it has been, and we thank the Lord for that. And I pray that the cool wave will come so we can uh, just have a glorious time in the closing of these services. Now, in the Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter, I want to read a portion of the 25th and 26th verses. I think it goes on down to quite a few verses here I wish to read. But beginning at the 25th verse. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parent brought the child Jesus to do for him as the custom of the law, then tucking him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thou salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. 
And Joseph and his mother marveled at these things which were spoken unto them. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, and the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was one Anne, a prophetess, and the, uh, of the tribe of Aser. She was of a great age, and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. She, and she was a widow of about threescore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayer night and day. She coming in at that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, and spake of him to all that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of this word. It seemingly it would be a very appropriate uh, scriptural read on a night of praying for the sick. Well, let's take just a thought just for a few moments. As I know, sitting here tonight, we're bound to be mixed-up audience of Methodists and Baptists and what more, but we're all in Christ Jesus by one loving Holy Spirit who brings us in. Now, and some people come to the meeting sincerely, some wants to look, and curiosity. God calls Moses to have a little curiosity one time to turn aside and see why a bush didn't burn down. He caught him. So maybe, I hope the bush gets a fire tonight. <laughs> and uh, someone looks and sees that God is in his burning bush. <clears throat> Let's take just a little subject for the next 10-15 minutes to say on the word expecting. You know, usually you get what you expect to get. If you come to the meeting saying, well, I'm going down there just to see what I can see. I don't believe it in the first place. Well, the devil's going to show you something that you won't believe. <laughs> you can just depend on that. But if you're coming expecting to get a blessing, God will see that you get it. It's just, it's just the attitude that you come in if you're expecting. Now, as I was reading here some time ago in the scripture where David said, The deep calleth to the deep. And the deep calling to the deep, there's bound to be a deep to respond to that call. As I've many times said before, there was a fin on a fish's back. There had to be a water first for him to swim in, or he would have no fin. Brother Ryan, he wouldn't have any use for that fin. So he had to have a water there first, and that's the reason he had a fin. And the next thing we know that, well, let's see, before there was a tree to grow in the earth, there had to be an earth first for it to grow in, or there wouldn't be any tree. Because if there wasn't any earth, there'd be no tree to grow in it. Some time ago, I read a little article in a newspaper that said a little boy had, uh, was eating the racers off a of pencil, and he ate the rubber pedal off of a bicycle. So the doctors examined his body, and they come to find out the little fellow was, was lacking something in his body, and that was sulfur. Now, see, there was something in here calling for sulfur. The little boy was taken out of the earth in the first place, where our bodies came from. Sulfur is found in the earth. We're made up of part of it is sulfur. That's one of the chemicals of the body. Well, that was lacking. There was no sulfur there. Well, as long as there's no sulfur there, there's something craving for sulfur. And if there is a crave for sulfur, there has to be a, a sulfur somewhere to cause that crave. See what I mean? There has to be a, a deep to respond to the deep that's calling. You get what I mean? Uh, 
David, again speaking, said, As the heart thirsts for the water brook, so my soul thirsts after thee, O God. And I think of David being a hunter and knowing what a, a wounded deer is when the hounds is chasing him. The poor little fellow is a jumping as hard as he can. He's bleeding and, and a, a wounded deer. If he can get the water, he's got to be vitally wounded or he'll live a long time. Now, if the heart thirsting for the water brook, he's got to find the brook somewhere or he'll die. The hounds are right behind him. And he, as soon as the hounds catches him, that finishes his life. If he can find the water brook, he'll drink a lot of water, and that will revive him again, and he can go for hours and make a circle and come back across and go over this water brook again and drink, and make another circle and come back to this water brook and drink. But if he can't find the water brook, he'll die just in a little bit. And that's the way whenever soul gets so thirsting after God, you've either got to find God or die. Then you're going to be looking for God. That's when you will, you'll be expecting to get something from God. When the doctor looks at you and says, well, that's all of it. you got a cancer and it's uh, somewhere in a vital spot. There's no operation. You're dying. You've got a few months to live. Then that soul will go to thirsty. Then you'll go to looking. And that's the time you'll find the water brook, too. Just when you call the deep is calling to the deep. You see what I mean? In other words, like this, before there can be a creation in your heart, there has to be a creator to create that creation. Is that right? So if there was nobody, if the scriptures didn't teach divine healing, if the, teacher, if, if the scriptures did not teach it, and I could, in my soul, I could feel that there was uh, divine healing, something in me said there was divine healing, I'd believe it anyhow. Look at the Indians when we first come here. While they were worshiping sun, they were worshiping totem poles and everything, there was something in them that knew there was a maker somewhere. All human beings know somewhere. They worship images and beasts and everything, but they know there's a maker somewhere. What is it? They're thirsting for God. There's bound to be a truth and a God somewhere to respond to that thirst. Not long ago when the church began to get a little different, warm and cold, uh, many of you full gospel people, you couldn't stand that. You started craving and thirsting after more of God. And if you're thirsting for more of God, there's got to be more of God to respond to that thirst, or you never have the thirst. That's the reason God poured out His Holy Spirit upon you, and because you were thirsting for God. And if you thirst like that, now the deep calling to the deep. Now it's like, as I said some time ago, there was a people who, uh, electricity for instance, Electricity has always been in the world. Since God made the world, there was electricity. The lightning flashed and so forth, I guess, since the Andalusian destruction, anyhow. But it's always been in the world. But one time, there was a man by the name of Benjamin Franklin took a fishing string and put it on a kite and a, a key, and he, yeah, the lightning struck the key and run down and hit in the bottle, and he stopped the bottle up, and he began to scream, I got it, I got it, I got it. He had it, but he didn't know what he had. And that's just about the way of many people who get saved and really don't know what that's all about. Now, that's as far as he ever went. Well, now, there's, that's the same way it is with many church people today. They say, God saved me from sin. Certainly. Well, the God that saves you from sin can give you happiness and peace and joy and heal your body and rapture you up in the glory. Why, he's just, the powers are in there to work. Thomas Edison believed that. And the people thought he was crazy. But he knew he was all right. But he said something in him told him that that current would follow a certain wire. And he tried tens of thousands of them. You try one, throw it over to one side, 
tried again, sold over, for thousands and thousands he tried, and still no current. It didn't discourage him. He kept right on trying hard until he found one that the current would follow. Then when he did that, he gave the world electricity. What was it? It was God going to light the world with his own electricity. It had been here all the time. It was here all the time. But they just didn't know how to harness it and make it work for you. Well, now the same Holy Spirit that fell on the day of Pentecost, that healed the sick back there, it's been here in a church all the time. But the thing of it is, you don't know how to make it work for you. <laughs> now the only thing that makes it work is faith to believe. And when you believe and take him at his word, that's the lifeline. And it cannot fail. Now, if you go in the morning and turn on your electric iron, some of you women, to start to iron, and the first thing you know, uh, the iron doesn't come on. Well, you're not going around and say, there is no such a thing as electricity. Mm-mm. I don't know you wouldn't do that. There's just something wrong. You got your wires crossed up. <laughs> That's what's the matter with many people say, well, I got prayed for it. I didn't get healed. There's no such thing as divine healing. You just got your wires crossed up. Look at the others that get healed. See? See? There's something wrong with you, not with God. See? Now... Now, I think in our text tonight was a very beautiful illustration here in this next five minutes. Now, in my heart, there has been something in my life that tells me that there is a healing somewhere. How many in here believe in divine healing? Let's see your hand. Now, look, friends. You're not here just to be seen. There's something that told you there's divine healing. There's many sick people in here tonight. And as sure as you're searching for that, there's got to be a fountain open somewhere. There's got to be. As long as that deep is in your heart calling, there's got to be a deep to respond to it somewhere. There's got to be a fountain of healing somewhere. Now, let's turn to Simeon just for a few moments as we close. Reading of him is the days of the birth of Jesus. They didn't have the press like we got now. And they didn't have television and uh, telephones and so forth. The only way they carried message was from lip to ear. And maybe a runner packed a letter. But the news didn't spread out too well. Uh, well, there were three magis that had been watching for the uh, star to appear that Balaam had prophesied there'd be a, those Eastern Oriental people. He prophesied there'd be a star rise out of Jacob. They'd watched for that for years. And they followed it and found Jesus. Some shepherds was herding sheep, and the angels came and told them they went to Bethlehem to find the, the scene. Eight days later, well, we find Jesus in the temple. Now there was an old man there at the temple by the name of Simeon, an old uh, Hebrew sage, long white beard, perhaps in his eighties, long white hair. He was a just man. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. I like that, don't you? God has never at any time left itself without a witness. Somebody's going to witness God. God's always had a man that he can put his hand on to death in the service. I can tell him what to do and he'll do it. Now there was John the, the Baptist in those days, and Simeon and many of them. But Simeon, being a man of great prestige, but yet the Holy Ghost revealed to him that he wasn't going to die until he seen the Lord's Christ. Now, they've been looking for Christ for 4,000 years. 
And here was an old man, 80 years old. The coming of Christ was farther away than it ever looked because Jerusalem and, well, the Jews was in captivity. The Roman Empire had captured him and they were governed by the Romans and all such a turmoil of time, cold and indifferent in the spirit and backslid and broke away and ever, just about as bad as it is now. And right in the midst of that time, this old priest and prophet raised up going around saying, I'm not going to die until I see the Lord's Christ. Well, do you imagine what some of the teachers thought? Why, the old fellow has, uh, has lost his mind. Well, that old man, why, even David looked for him and all the prophets looked for him. And here he is, nearly a hundred years old, ready to die right now. And yet he says he isn't going to die until he sees the Lord's Christ. Well, I believe he's, I believe he's crazy. Say, Simeon, why do you say that? The Holy Ghost has revealed it to me. That's right. That was his ground. The Holy Ghost has revealed it to me. And so now we look at him. Let's give a little drama here for a moment. I see it's on Monday morning. Let's say Monday morning or after the Sabbath, whatever it was. And eight days after his birth, his mother came to the temple to offer a sacrifice of purification. Usually a peasant offered a turtle dove and a, a rich baby, they could offer a lamb. But him being a peasant, let's see it's in the temple. Thousands of people have gathered on Monday morning and the sacrifices are being offered. Well, over here on this line is a long string of women. There's all several million, three or four million people in Israel at that time. So we imagine many babies is born within the space of every 24 hours. And so there'd be a line of mothers every day lined up there to offer for purification and circumcision of the child. That's drama just a moment. Look down along the line here this morning. I see a little lady, a little girl, maybe not over 18 years old. The first thing, she had a, a horrible name to begin with, because it, she was a little virgin to begin, of course. But she was to be a mother, and the people thought that this, her just husband, that she was a, a pre-wedding. Well, so they thought, my, this is horrible. And here she was with a baby in her arm, not yet married, holding this baby in her arm, walking down the now, could you imagine the dignity of those Jewish people that don't get near her? Just exactly like a little church today that's despised and rejected because they, in their heart, like Mary knew in her heart, that was God's son. And if people today can be laughed at, made fun of, or anything, as long as you know in your heart you're right with God. See? And she's holding this baby. I can imagine seeing is wrapped in swaddling cloth, the king of glory. Wrapped in swaddling cloth. They tell me that's what they take off the back of the yoke of an ox. When it's to keep it from rubbing its shoulders, they take this cloth off and there's nothing to put on around the baby, so they just wrapped him up in this cloth. And here she stands with two little turtle doves as an offering. The people stand back, keeping their space from her, like she was something that was going to bother them. But the Holy Spirit was there at the temple that morning. I can see Simeon sitting back in a prayer room somewhere, reading the scriptures, maybe like over in Isaiah, all we like sheep have gone astray. The Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. Now, if God had promised Simeon, God's under obligation to bring Simeon to the place and to see the person that he promised him he'd see. Is that right? Then I can see Simeon sitting there reading. All at once the Holy Spirit speaks to him. He jumps and says, yes, Lord. Rise to your feet, Simeon. I see Simeon start walking, don't know where he's going. He's moving out into the temple. Here he comes out the door, walks down along the side. 
comes down to where this bunch of mothers are standing, walks right down along the side of that bunch of mothers, so he comes to this little woman standing there with a veil over her face, holding her little baby in her arms like that, reached over, tears running down his cheeks like this over his white beard, picked up the little baby, tears running down his cheeks, said, Now, Lord, let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. The same God that led Simeon, because he had a promise in his heart, that the Christ he would see before he died, that same Holy Spirit, there's not two Holy Spirits, there's only one Holy Spirit. And that same Holy Spirit, because something in Simeon's heart told him that he was going to see Christ before he died, that same Holy Spirit led you here tonight. No two Holy Spirits. One led you here tonight because you believe in divine healing, and he's led you to the fountain where it's open light, free for healing. That's right. The same Holy Spirit has led you in here. What I think of it is Simeon standing there and the tears running down his cheeks saying, Lord, let thy servant depart in peace. The Holy Spirit moving him. Way over in the corner somewhere was an old blind prophetess by the name of Anne. We're told she was blind. The Holy Ghost struck her because she was looking for something too. And here comes that blind prophetess moving through the crowd, coming up along that road till she finds herself right in front of that baby and lifts up her hands and bless God and prophesy. Oh my. The same Holy Ghost that could lead a blind woman down among those crowds to the promise has led you here tonight where the gospel is being preached and the promise is poured out upon the people and healing and salvation is flowing freely tonight under these canopies of the heavens tonight for whosoever will let him come and believe. Amen. How marvelous. Oh God, lead us tonight. That's my prayer. Lead me like Simeon. If you're sick tonight, God has led you here. If you're a sinner tonight, God has led you here for salvation and healing of your body. May you, as singing of old, reach over and pick him up in your arms of faith and embrace him and say, Now, Lord, all doubt has left me. I know I will receive tonight what I ask for, for I embrace your promise to my heart. Father, in the name of thy Son, Jesus, May the Holy Spirit come now and bring salvation of healing and to many that are here sick and needy. May there not be a backslider, but what will be brought back to the fold tonight. May there not be a sinner, but what will be brought to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, grant these blessings. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you. <clears throat> now. I believe Billy told me he come over B's, wasn't it? He gave out B one to fifty last night and fifty to a hundred tonight. Let's try to get them all. Who's got B fifty? Prayer card B fifty. Look, turn your little card over like this. Right quick now, so we can all right. On this side it's got your name and address. Over there it's got a letter and a number. B fifty, who's got it? Prayer card B fifty, raise your hands up real high so I can see you. <clears throat> all right, B fifty one. 52, 53, on up to, to 60, stand first, if you will. We see now if we can get them. Sometimes the deaf people don't get it. We have to number them and watch them close because they won't take their place. All right, B, 50 to 60, stand first. And line up right over here. All right, if you will, a little music, sister, if you only. Let's play a vibe with me, will you? If you will, sister, if you stand.
All right. B. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. Sixty to seventy. B. Sixty to seventy. Some of the ushers help Billy over there if you will, please. B. Sixty to seventy. Have you a prayer card, Sonny? There. Just have faith. B60 to 70. Thank you, Brother Woods. 60 to 70. 70 to 80. B70 to 80. while they're watching their cards and they'll call me in a few minutes. Now let's just do this all with one accord now. Let's believe the Lord Jesus. Now let's take this a moment while Brother Jose is bringing the woman. You can bring her over. Don't you, Brother Jose? Let it be known to every man and woman here that I cannot heal no one. There's not another man on earth. Not no man on earth who can heal you. Not even to a doctor. Did you know that? God does all the healing. Let me show you just a little simple thing while they're causing disturbance. See, look. For instance, I look this way and listen to me just a moment. What if I cut my hand tonight? Plumb to the bone in my hand. There is a medicine in the world can heal that knife cut. Not a medicine. Of all of our fine things, there's nothing that'll heal that knife cut. Oh, you say, Brother Brandon, they put penicillin in there. That wouldn't heal it. We put tension methylate, that, that won't heal it. There's nothing that'll heal it. Of course, we haven't got nothing that'll heal a knife cut. If we had anything that'd heal a knife cut, it would heal a knife cut in the back of that book. It'd heal a knife cut on this desk or on my coat. It would heal a knife cut just the same as it'd heal a knife cut. But you say, Brother Brandon, medicine wasn't made for your coat and that death. Medicine is made to heal a human body. Well, for instance, I cut my hair and I fall down dead. And you embalm my body with a fluid that would make me look natural for 50 years. You give me a shot of penicillin every day. Sew it up with the best doctors in the world to sew it up. Every day they put methylate and salve and everything else on it. And 50 years from the day, that cut will look just exactly like it did when it was cut. Is that right? Well, I thought you said medicine was to heal the human body. Oh, you say the life's gone out of you, Brother Brandon. That's true. Now, that's different. Sure. Then, if medicine is the healer, it doesn't need life. But medicine doesn't build tissues. Medicine only keeps clean while God builds tissues. See? God is the only one. Medicine, I have nothing against doctors and their work. That's, that's God's mercy sent to us. But they can heal. They don't claim to. They don't claim to heal. They only claim to assist nature. God does the healing. Now, I might break my arm, and, and, and you lay me out there, and put all that bones at the doctor, put every bone, now listen to how simple, put every bone to its place, and lay my arm right out like that. That's the only thing he can do. Set it. If God doesn't heal it, and my die lay there, in 50 years to the end, day that bone left, it'll be broken every place, just exactly like it was. God produces the calcium, the life, that mends that bone back together. So God is a healer. Is that right? I am not a healer. 
Jesus Christ was not a healer. He did not claim to be a healer. He said, it's not me that doeth the works, it's my Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Is that right? In the old man can glory. Now, what did Jesus do? He was the king of kings, but as Jesus himself, he was limited to what his father would tell him to do. Is that right? And how did the father deal with Jesus? By vision. Is that right? That's how he deal with all the prophets. By vision. Now look at St. John 5, 19. St. John 5, Jesus passed through the pool of Bethesda where all those crippled and twisted and withered people were laying. He passed right every one of them, full of love and compassion for them. Yet passed right by and healed a man laying on a pallet. Had a retarded disease, 38 years. But Jesus knew he was there. And then the Jews questioned him. Well, he said, now listen, here's his word. Verily, verily, that's absolutely, absolutely. I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself but what he sees the Father doing. Is that right? Whatever the Father doeth, he showeth the Son. He'll show you greater than the healing of this apostate trouble or prostrate trouble or whatever it was there. Uh, he'll show you greater things than that that you may marvel. He said, the Father worketh, and I worketh hitherto. Is that right? See? Then, then when he went away, he said, now the things that I do, shall you do also. Is that right? And even greater because there'd be more of us. See? More places at one time. More places. Greater this, for I go to my Father. Yet a little while the world seeth me no more, yet ye shall see me. Now the world is the unbelievers. Ye shall see me, the believers. For I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the age. Is that right? There we are. Then if he's raised from the dead, he stood in the midst of the people, he perceived their thoughts, told them what they were thinking about. Why think in your heart these things? Is that right? He said just what the Father told him that he would do. He told Philip when he came to the line to be, Philip come up was criticizing, or Nathaniel rather. He said, could anything good come out of Nazareth? He said, you come see. Philip did. And when he found Jesus, why well, he said, uh, behold an Israelite in whom there is no God. Now if I say the same thing to this woman, whether she's Christian or not, I know not. God does. But if I turn to her and say, well behold, here's a, a, a Christian woman. Uh, a sincere, good believer, that'd be the same thing. Well, she'd say to me, how do you know I'm a Christian? I'd say, well, now Jesus said to Philip before, uh, uh, said to Nathaniel, before Philip called you, when you were under the tree, he said, thou art the Son of God, didn't he? Yes. He talked to a woman at the well one day, just talking to her. After a while, he caught her spirit. He found out what was wrong with her. He said, go get your husband. She said, I have none. So that's right. She got five. And he who he has now is not, he said, well, she said, I perceive that you're a prophet. We know that Messiah's coming, and he'll do these things when Messiah comes. He said, I'm he who talks to you. See? Now, the things that you did. Now, if Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, do you all believe that one accord? Well, if he has risen from the dead, then he is under obligation to produce his life in his church. Is that right? That's what he said. That these signs shall follow them to the end of the world. Now, see, then he only does what the Father said. Now, may the good Lord of heaven bless us each. Now, I could heal no one. I could only do as God would show me what to do and what to say. To do this, it's a prophetic utterance of the Spirit that foresees what will be, what has been, what is now. 
That's only by grace that God does that. Now, lady, I just want to talk to you. You're pretty sick. You can not hold it. That's, that's all right. You just, um, uh, I suppose you and I are strangers, are we? We're strangers, yes. I've never seen you in my life. As far as I knew, you might have seen me, but i I never seen you. But um, if we're strangers, well, then um, there has to be some way that we know something about each other. Is that right? God could reveal to you, if he wanted to, about me. Or he could reveal to me about you. Uh, if he's here and is risen from the dead, and I'm declaring it, now if a man can say anything he wants to, well, if he wants to be truthful or honest or what, but that's up between him and God. But if God testifies that that man has told the truth, then God is testifying of his gifts according to the scripture. You believe that? You are a Christian. I was just something I have for you, man, that you understand. And you're extremely nervous. You're suffering with a nervous condition. There's something wrong in your chest. Isn't that right? You've had an operation. But that operation was in the in the down in the lower parts of uh, it was a it was a female operation and appendicitis they taken your appendix out. Is that true? Is that the truth? Only God say another thing. You're not from this you're not from this city. You're you're not from this nation. You're from Toronto, Canada. Or somewhere up along in Canada there, aren't you? That's right. You believe now? Come here. Almighty God, the author of life and this poor sick woman. I pray you to be merciful to her now. And as I lay these my unworthy hands upon it's only in commemoration of your word, Lord, that I do this. And I ask that we take the initiative side just now. I in faith and she in faith, we come to meet you in prayer. And I say to the evil one that's bound her body, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of the woman and leave her. And may the God of heaven set her free. Amen. Amen. Now, sister, ever what he said was true. That part, whatever it was, that was right, wasn't it? Now, do you believe me if I tell you what the future would be? You'd have a right to believe it. Is that right? Now, right now, of course, you're nervous because it's been an upset and just as long that time of buying what's making you be nervous like that. But you go on and be happy. Don't even pay any attention to it at all. Just give God praise and you're going to get well. Let's say thank you to God. Everyone bow your head just a minute. Lord Jesus, I ask in thy name to bless this woman and heal her. May she go from here tonight rejoicing, happy, praising you. For I ask that in Jesus Christ's name, may the enemy turn her loose. Amen. Now, sister, feel all right now? You're all right. God has healed you. Hear me all right this morning. Hallelujah. Hearing comes to you. All right, come Do you believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has risen from the dead and stands somewhere in this building, the unseen guest here tonight? 
but he's manifested himself to let the people know that he's here. Is that right? Well, if he had manifested himself to you, then he would, uh, he would be able to tell you, he would know your mind, what you were thinking about. Is that right? Because he knows their thoughts. Is that the truth? Well, then he could reveal to me what your trouble is. And if he would, would that be enough of vindication for you to accept your healing? Now, you're going farther away from me all the time. But you're standing near a table, and you're refusing food. Yes, you have stomach trouble. Is that the truth? Go on now and eat. Hallelujah. Leave it all your heart. You shall have what you have. Amen. How do you do that? Do you believe with all your heart, soul, and mind? You believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is present to make you well. We're strangers to each other. Would you like to get over the heart trouble? May God heal you. you believe it? Or just go on believe it. You will. Let us say praise be to God. Praise be to God. Do you believe it with all your heart? Believe in God makes you well? Believe in He'll make you If I don't say one word yet, you're going to accept your healing. Is that right? Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless the woman. May she go from your night rejoicing and happy in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I go being happy, thanking God, Amen. and you'll get well. Let's say praise the Lord. Praise oh, now everyone, just believe. What more? If, I, if nothing else is said tonight, Jesus Christ will. Hallelujah. You two are together, aren't you, sitting there in the pink dresses? You were praying. You were asking God to let me see you. I did. And you're not from this city either. You're from a country where it gets real cold in the wintertime. Lots of geese comes over the country. I see it on the lake. There's a great building I see rising behind you. Why, it's, it's Mayo's Clinic. You're from Rochester. Is that right? Is that the truth? You suffer with arthritis. You suffer with a weakness. Is that right? You don't have prayer cards, do you? you neither one of you have prayer cards? Well, you wouldn't be called up. You just go on home. Jesus Christ. Have faith in God. Sonny boy, do you believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is present now? Do you believe Brother Brandon to be his humble servant? Do you do that? Would you like to get over that asthmatic condition? Do you believe God will make you well? Well, let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, heal this little boy, and may he go from here tonight and be made well. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. I go thanking God, Sonny boy, and be made well. How do you do, sister? Now look, you were sitting right there on the end of that seat a while ago. And when I was speaking about Simeon coming into the temple, you let out a great big shout. Is that right? You've been, what you've been suffering with left you right then. Now you go eat what you want to, because your stomach trouble left you sitting right there. Let's say praise All right.
Let's say thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. The lady that just was shouting, when she was sitting there, she was healed, what, even before the meeting began, when before, see, now she's going to be all right. I just, I just have faith everyone in here can be made well at one time, if you just believe. The Holy Spirit struck the woman. She believed just what I was talking about. When I said the Holy Spirit is here tonight, led you here for a purpose. And that's what God has done. Do you believe that? Amen. He's here for the entire audience to bless each one of you and to give you the desire of your heart. You just have to believe. Have faith. God will bring it to pass. All right. Bring the lady. Do you believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is present to make well the needy? Do you believe that all the evangelical doctrine of the Bible? You've got several things wrong with you. Since a child, you've been a little nearsighted. When you was reading your bi- uh, papers when you was a little girl, you'd hold them close to you. You always do that. Is that right? When you was in school, you did. You also suffer with cancer. That cancer is on the right breast. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And you're a stranger here. Mm-hmm. You come from Des Moines, Iowa. Is that right? I go back and get well. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Your eyes are going bad. That's getting worse all the time. You have a heart trouble. Now, Jesus Christ has made you whole. Go on over the Giving God praise. How do you do that? Do you believe with all your heart? When I said a heart trouble, that lady had a real funny feeling. All right, go on. God bless you. Let's say thanks be to God. How do you do this? You believe with all your heart? You do. Now you're a very nervous person. See, not in a nervous of shaking and jumping. But what you're nervous at, it's a mental nervous. Because you are a deep thinker. You're always thinking. You're taking other people's trouble. You cross bridges before you get to it. Isn't that right? That's the old expression. That's your nature, your makeup. What your trouble is, you got stomach trouble. And that's just exactly what causes it. It's ulcerated stomach caused from a nervous condition. All the sourness and belching and everything. Is that right? Floaty feelings and everything. Smother when you lay down. Think you have heart trouble sometimes, but it isn't heart trouble. It's just, it's just a gas going up that tube to your heart. You believe you're healed? Amen. Your faith is Let's say thanks to God. Do you believe, lady, with all your heart? Would you like to be able to walk around again, get that old arthritis out of you? Just go on off the platform and check the Jesus Christ. 
How do you do that? You're worried about your eyes and what's going to happen to them. Jesus Christ is your sight. He is the light of the world. Do you believe that? Go receive your sight in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your sister, may she receive her healing in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Let's say thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. You believe, sister? You'd like to get over that old stiffness too, but you be made well again. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll grant it to the woman in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Go rejoice and say thank you, Lord Jesus. You were just healed, wasn't you? Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. You believe your heart troubles left you? Go for it. How do you do? Back has been bothering you a long time. Just go on off the platform and set your healing Jesus Christ. Have faith now, believe it. How do you do? You know, get over your eye condition and go accept Jesus Christ as your healing. You give me a sign. I have just believe God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Lady, you got it. There's your handkerchief in your hand. There, you was praying, wasn't you? He heard it. He was praying for you to come here. You asked for a condition, something wrong with one of your eyes. You got a tumor behind the right eye. Is that right? You're suffering with some kind of stiffness too. Isn't that right? All right, you can go home and get well now. You didn't have a card, did you? You didn't have a prayer card. No prayer card. All right, go ahead. That's all right. All right. Oh, the Lord Jesus Christ is wonderful. His, his resurrection, His power. The Pharisees couldn't understand they, what they could see. He knew their thoughts. He knew what they were doing. He only could know as the Father showed Him. And what the Father showed Him, they seemed was perfect every time. So they couldn't understand that. And why was he getting the people healed? They said, well, he's Beelzebub. He cast out devils by the prince of the devils. And what did Jesus turn and say? If Satan casts out Satan, his kingdom is divided. Satan can't cast out Satan. Certainly not. Only God can cast out Satan. How can a strong man enter another's house? How many times that sometimes just speak one thing or something other wrong with the people? Maybe that's all there is wrong. Maybe there's others. But what the purpose is, is to try to get to see what all is going on with the people to get you to believe. The main purpose that God is doing is to try to get you to believe His Son, Christ Jesus, died and raised from the dead and is living among you tonight just the same as He was standing here visible like you see me or some of these other people. If you can do that, oh, that settles it. Amen. These people, the reason, when that little shock comes, that they know that we're strangers. I didn't know what they did when they were little girls and boys. And, well, how do I know? But Margaret, how it happened. See? What does it do? I don't know what their future will be, but watch what he says. Pick it up on the tape and see what he says about it. Then you watch just exactly what he says. That's just exactly what it'll be. And just exactly. Go anywhere in the world has ever been in years and years. 
since the baby, and see if it's ever failed one time. There's dozens of people sitting here tonight. I don't say a dozen, but there's several sitting here tonight from Jeffersonville, from my home tabernacle. Many people have been through Jeffersonville and asked the officials of the city or anything you want to and see if it ever failed one time. Jesus Christ cannot fail. Heavens and earth will pass away, but his word can't pass away. Now, this is his word initially and right. That's his word. But if he would speak anything through me, it would be secondarily. But it would still be his word. But if one you'd say through me or any other man or any other person, it would be secondarily, if it didn't compare with this word here, it's not right. That's right. This is the foundation. So it's nothing mythical. It's just truth. You believe that, lady? My lady, you really suffer. Terrible condition. There are many things wrong with you. Complications. Just many things. The first thing, your eyes. One of them's about gone, the other cataracts. And you also, you have a... The doctors just don't know what to do with you. Is that the truth? I see a doctor, a little short fellow, shake his head and walk away from you. You've got a floating kidney, for one thing. You've got a collapsed colon. Is that right? That's what he told you. I just a minute, I didn't get what he said. And you've got a, a, a dropped stomach. Asthmatic. Arthritis. Is that right? Well, Jesus Christ is here to make you well right now. Do you believe that? Lord God, I bless this woman in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ. That the doctor came to us for Believe with all your heart. You have something that makes people fear. It's a nervousness. Just that time of life. Jesus Christ make you whole warm, rejoicing, happy, saying, How do you do, lady? Of course, a woman of your age would have many things. The worst thing, and what you want me to pray for you for, is arthritis. Isn't that right? Jesus, I pray that you'll heal her, Lord, and may she get off this platform and go and live the rest of her days happy and healthy. In Jesus' name. Go say thank you, Lord. Thank you. That's right. Amen. All right. Now, do you believe with all your heart? Believe in Christ, make you well. Lord, God bless this woman who I bless in thy name. May she go from here tonight happy, rejoicing, and be made completely whole. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I'm going to rejoice and say thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Right. Do you believe, ladies, you come? Do you believe you were healed today, there? So do I. <laughs> all right. Come, ladies. You believe with all your heart? Believe in Jesus Christ to heal you? I don't say a thing about it. When you jump, then you're back trouble left. So just go on <laughs> Are you a believer? Will you obey me as God's servant? If I'll tell you what's wrong with you, then you know that God speaks. Is that right? You got arthritis. Is that right? Now raise your hands up. Say, thank you, Lord. Stomp your feet up now. Say, it's gone from me. I go off the platform rejoicing. <laughs> My brother, you had the same thing. Raise up your hands and say, Praise God, our arthritis is gone. That's right. Rejoice. Raise up your hands and say, Thank you, Lord Jesus, for healing. Lord Jesus, heal it all. Praise in Jesus' name. Let's say praise be to God. Amen. Oh, he's real. You just believe him to be real. Is that right? Young man, I'm looking to you. If you just raise your face, or if anyone sees what's wrong, you see your paralyzed condition. 
But my heart goes for you. I got a boy standing right down there in a prayer line, standing there giving out or bringing the people up on the platform about your age. I want you to be healed, son. I can't heal you. I wish I could. If I could, I'd come right off the platform and do it. But if you just let your faith rise up to Jesus Christ there, you get up and walk away from you. That's right. You believe it, mother? You believe it with all your heart? Now keep keep faith. Don't don't try to push yourself. Just simply believe. What he tells me, I'll tell you. Amen. How do you do, lady? Have faith in God. Believe that God is here. Little lady there from Charlotte, South Carolina. Have faith in God. That sight will all tear up. You'll get all right. Just go and believe you. How did you? You're the patient. Or, excuse me. Sometimes vision upsets me. Yes, now. Been having headaches for a long time, haven't you, lady? About thirty years or more. Do you believe me? That I'm telling the truth about Jesus Christ. You have something wrong with your ears also. And with your eyes. Is that right? Say it. You're from out of town also. You come from Texas. Is that right? You believe that? The Spirit of God. You say, there's other thing. You've been, you've been out of the country. You've been across the seas. You're a missionary. With your husband. Yes. You all have been somewhere where the, I believe it's either, it's either Czechoslovakia or Germany won. Is, is that right? Is that true? And aren't you a bad boy? That's right. Go on home. You're going to get well. You want to get that stomach trouble? Then go eat your supper and Jesus. You believe with all your heart? You will deal with the heart trouble? We accept your healing in the name of the Lord Jesus and be made well. You believe with your eyes and get well now as it is? Amen. Then go and receive your healing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. The little colored lady sitting there fanning. You don't have a prayer card, do you, lady? Sitting right here with the fan here. You don't have a prayer card. No. I've seen something. You got a trouble in your side, haven't you? Is that right? He healed you just then. So you can. Have your prayer card. You can have it. Amen. Have faith in God. You believe with all your heart? That little lady sitting there with a handkerchief on her. She's got a leaking heart. Isn't that right, lady? All right, sir. You believe Jesus healed you just then when I spoke to you? All right, you can go home and get well, too. Have faith in God. A while ago, you had a very serious shock. You thought something happened to you. I believe that's when it happened. Amen. Believe with all your heart. God will make you well. Don't you believe that? You got intestinal trouble sitting right back there, haven't you, ladies? 
the third one going in that row right there. Isn't that right? You were healed right there in the colitis condition. God made you well. Amen. Oh, it's all over the audience. Anybody can be healed. When you're the patient, you believe what you see to be the truth? With all your heart you accept it? You're suffering with a terrible nervousness, aren't you? Very nervous. You've had a lot of worry, haven't you? You're studying now about somebody. It's a... Uh, it must be a... It's a brother. You played with him. Up, and he, he's an alcoholic, a drinker. Is that right? Go and make God heal you and save his life. Are you ready to receive Jesus Christ? Do you believe with all your heart? If you believe with all your heart, obey me as God's prophet and his servant. Stand up to your feet and say, Jesus Christ, I believe you and accept you as my healer right now. Well, I pray for thee, thank you. Lord Jesus, bless thee. And I pray that you'll grant it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Raise your hands to God. Raise your hearts to God. Believe with all your heart. losing that.